Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 113. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. What kind of transmission is it? It could be a sat phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And normally we're a bit more upbeat and cheery than we are this evening, but uh, <laughs> Stephanie's getting that back now. We're here to oh, pay tribute to one of our close, Should, dear friends. You know, I'm just having issue with, with your, I don't know, broodiness. Because shouldn't we be celebrating? <gasps> yes, in fact, we should. I you mean, know what? Let's just change gears right here. Isn't it more of a celebration of Charlie Pace, of Charlie's life, than? Yeah, you know what? Forget the morning. Hold on, let me change into something a little bit more bright and cheerful <laughs> instead of this morning drab that I'm wearing. I'm wearing black too. Okay, well, we'll we'll leave our clothes on <laughs> for those of you who are black. watching. Uh, via Ustream. Hello out there. We'll keep our clothes on. Anyway, um, I just want to say welcome to all the friends here and, and those of you who are family. Uh, we are here to pay tribute and to remember the life of Charles Pace, a uh, close friend to many of us. And and uh, we're, we're just going to take a look at Charlie's life. And what are you laughing at there, Stephanie? Chaley's band-aids. What? Chaley. Yeah, well, Chaley was... I, that's a childhood nickname. For, you know, and Charlie, I go way back. You know, okay. back in the childhood, I used to call him Chaley. Because we met in preschool, and I wasn't good with the R's. I would say, Chaley! Chaley! Okay, but- I really should look at these things before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> really not that funny. <laughs> but he thinks it is. So it's not Move. funny. <laughs> he's just so he's just so torn up with emotion. I've been trying to prepare for this for, for days. Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, uh, I, sometimes it just helps to laugh. Uh, anyway. I love to laugh. <laughs> All right. What was uh, Chele? Yes, good old Chele. <laughs> Stephanie's pointing out my typo in the, the, uh, the memorial service program here. Um, first off, I want to uh, just start off, I guess, by asking anybody in the chat room over here at TalkShoe.com. We are we are recording live and broadcasting uh, this memorial service to the world. In fact, uh, we have people representing almost the entire globe, all the way from here in, in uh, actually all the way from as west as California, uh, all the way down to Australia. So Chrissy is in there from Australia. So anyway... Um, we are here to uh, oh Chris look Chrissy's even dialed in and I and uh, we're gonna bring Chrissy on Chrissy are you there 
Yeah, I don't know if you can hear me, though. I can hear you perfectly. Okay, cool. I had to download some new software to try dial in, and I wasn't sure if it was going to work or not. Well, we are so glad to have you on uh, this evening, and uh, I I guess you're here to uh, pay your respects to Charlie Pace. Yes, of course. How has your life... Can I just ask you, Chrissy, how has your life been changed as a result of knowing Charlie? Um... His music has really inspired me, and <laughs> it's a yeah. It's sad that he that he's gone. <laughs> yes, it is very sad, and and we understand that that it's hard to to just get the words out. But his music was quite inspiring, because you know I'll, I'll never forget the first day I heard you all, everybody. I mean, it, it was. It was an amazing time for me too. Uh it and and it, it was it's it's a day that that brings back a memory because I was once in the band. You don't you didn't know this, did you? Stephanie? Why are you laughing at me? You I, were you were in the band? I was in the band with Chele. You, you don't have a musical bone in your body. Well, I played the triangle, that little thing. You just hit the little <laughs> stick on that metal thing. You can't even keep a beat on a triangle. Well, they didn't actually put a microphone in front of it, but it was really cool because I, you know, it, actually they just needed somebody to f- fill the gas in the van. So on the road trips, but uh, anyway, <clears throat> so you I, were a roadie. yes, I was a roadie. That's exactly right, and. Uh, you know, I just want to say that that it, I remember the first time that the 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 music of a drive shaft was on the radio, and and it couldn't have come at a better time because Stephanie, I remember, you know, we, we Charlie was the one man who really pushed everyone so hard to make it because none of us really thought we had it. I mean, but Charlie, he was a bloody rock god, you know, and. And he was the he was just the glue that kept us together and moving forward, and he he was always so upbeat and positive and and we had tried everything and and to be honest with you, I didn't even know if I could play the triangle anymore. I was beginning to get depressed, and what happened was Charlie just one day snapped. We were in the van, the 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 the, the thing broke down, and he just snapped and he was about to give everything up. And he and Liam, they were sitting there, they were arguing, and, and Charlie Charlie was just, he, he was he was going to throw it in. He'd he throw in the towel, and I'm like, no, Charlie has brought us this far. We're, we can't give up. And I, and I remember praying. I remember praying, dear Lord, please don't let this happen. Please, if, if anybody, don't let Charlie lose faith. Because, you know, I, it just, I said, God, give us a sign. Give Charlie a sign so he knows not to give up. And, and this is kind of what it was like. Oh, bloody hell! Why are we even doing this? Chin up, mate. We're headlining. Headlining? We're playing Clitheroe. We are sending nowhere. A gig's a gig. We're building our fan base. Will our fan base pay for a new sodding tire? Only if we show up. So let's just get on with it, shall we? You know what, Liam? You get on with it. You're giving up. There's nothing to give up on. We're broke. The album's not selling. We're a bloody joke. Hey, shut it. Listen. That was me. <laughs> See, I said, hey, Charlie, without the R. That was me. I'm serious. 
Let's make you do that triangle. On the bloody radio! We're gonna be bloody rock stars. Oh man, those were the days. Let me tell you, that, that that's that's the day it all turned around for us in Drive Shaft. But uh, we have Rob on the line. Rob's calling in. Uh, Rob, where are you calling from? Yes, hi. Uh, this is Robert, and uh, I recall um, back when we were childhood friends, chums, really, and uh, we we're both altar servers at the church. And Charlie was quite the jokester. He would uh, on one oh, this one at, this one time at mass, he changed the readings on Father, and Father read the same readings from the previous week, and no one caught on to this until much later, and he, he just had that that sense of being of uh, you know just uh, playing jokes on people, but he also had a kind soul. Uh, There's one Thanksgiving where um, he only finished half his meal, and then we went down to oh probably the shady part of London, and uh, he gave actually his uh, his unfinished uh, foods and uh, trimmings, what have you, uh, to some of the uh, the homeless. And so a lot of people don't know that about Charlie, is his kind soul. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I recall nothing other than a kind heart from Charlie. I mean, sure, Charlie in his life had some rough times. I mean, Robert, you know that better than anybody because you were there with him. I mean, yes. uh, I mean, you know. So, um, and and but but deep down, there was never a real selfish bone in Charlie's body. I think there was one time in his life, and we all know about him and what happened with Son, you know. And and, and but but there was one time, one selfish act that that he did that he just let eat him at, up and but other than that he was always such such a, a a kind and caring soul so thank you robert thank you very much there, there's there's tissues for everybody uh if you need them um anybody else that wants to come forward and and, and share a story from charlie's life or just talk about how he's how having charlie in your life has changed you tremendously um feel free to to just request to speak here on this live memorial service, um, <clears throat> if I don't see anybody just now, I, I think what I will do is uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about some of Charlie's or Chele's uh, days back in the band and how how it all began for for Charlie. You know, um, there the the band was not a great influence on Charlie, and Charlie always struggled with that in his life. I mean. <clears throat> He he. When he got into music, you know, back his mom, of course, bought him the piano, and and he thought that this was going to be the way that he could really contribute to to do something important in his life, and and so he he, he learned how to play that piano, and and then the guitar, and and it, I mean, the guy could play any instrument, and you know, it it's makes just makes me wonder why they needed you for the triangle. Well, you know the thing—he was playing the bass at the time, during the band, and and I'm telling you, I, I think it, they just felt bad for me, and and <laughs> and so, but anyway, um, he struggled with a lot, it, it, because he was he was in it for the music, and and his brother Liam, of course, 
kind of led him the wrong way and and he got into some trouble in fact one of the one of the things that he got in trouble with was you know he he kind of started to, to you know in the band you know, the ladies were always hanging out after the concert if you know what i mean ready to fall in love mr charlie pace of the legendary rock band drive shaft oh. seriously ladies i demand you stop buying me more drinks I'm a man of high moral standing. Your obvious plan to take me home and ravage me will not work. Saucy sirens. I believe in monogamy. It will not be shared like a common curry. Are we that obvious? Dreadfully. Call yourself ladies. Jane Austen would be ashamed. I personally feel very misunderstood. I'm sensitive. I'm just... I remember um, I, I was, you know, Charlie had 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 a couple too many to drink that evening and he he really I, I was sitting there next to them to charlie when he was talking to those girls and he tried to explain to them saying listen i i'm not like that because he was a man of faith you know altar boy i mean he 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 and i were altar boys together did you know that no, I didn't. Uh, well, I didn't either. But um, just work along with me here. Uh-huh. So, but anyway, I recall that that he he had just gone too far, and I tried to stop him. I did. I, I did everything I could. But you know, he was he was he had he was a man, and 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 it was his own desire of what he. I mean, he I could not stop him, and so. Of course, he told me the next day about going to see Father about confession. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been a week since my last confession. Go ahead, my son. Last night I had physical relations with a girl I didn't even know. I see. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, right after that I had relations with another girl then straight after that I I watched while they had relations with each other you see it's it's my band father drive shaft we've been playing the clubs in Manchester and uh, we've been getting some heat a following you know and uh, the girls there's some real temptations that come with the territory. If you know what I mean. Well, we all have our temptations, but giving in to them, that's your choice. As we live our lives, it's really nothing but a series of choices, isn't it? Well, then I've made my choice. I have to quit the band. He he decided after speaking with father that he would you know he was just he couldn't carry on that kind of lifestyle anymore, and so I was there in the church with him the when he went in to see father and he came out and he told me, you know the band's over and I'm like but dude my triangle career, and and he's like but you don't understand it it, it it's drive it, I've done some horrible things and that's when he had told me about what happened after he left the bar the night before and and so I, it was as hard as it was i i kind of said okay i understand where you're coming from and and he he ran out the door before i could you know i was crying i was broken down and i was next in line to see father but i could tell as i looked out the door that 
that uh, that Liam had kind of met him outside, and I don't know what they said, but uh, I do remember they they had a talk right after that. Come on, Charlie boy, we can't do this without you. You are bloody drive shaft. It's the language. This is our shot at the big time. What? You don't want to be famous. It's not about all that. I only care about the music. Yeah, your music. Your songs have got a sign. I'm just a clown with a pretty face that sings them. Now you want to take away my chance to be somebody? Liam, it's not about you. It's... I love the band. It's not who I am. Sometimes I just get lost in it. Won't happen. Because I'll be there looking out for you. Look out for each other. What brothers do, right? Right? Wait, 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 wait. Just promise me one thing. If things get too crazy, no matter what, if I say we're done, we walk away. We walk away. Liam, promise. We walk away. You're the rock guard, baby brother. So after they had their conversation, I come out of uh, confession and, and I say, hey, Charlie, you know, let's let's go out and have a beer because I was feeling kind of down. But but I felt good after talking with father and, and I was ready to accept the fate that drive shaft, although we had our big debut of this music on the radio. And, you know, we were I, I, I was ready to accept it. And he's like, but we're not quitting. And he told me that he had that conversation. I don't know what they said, but uh Things didn't go so well after that. Liam kind of Liam Liam was a problem. He he was a hothead. He he really I mean Charlie was the brains behind the band and 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 now, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say that uh I don't want to say that that Liam was the cause of all of Charlie's problems because you know, that that's how it comes down a lot. Charlie made his own decisions, but you know, he he really Charlie always tried to help his brother out. I mean, and and no no time. I, I well, let me just tell you, th- there was one time that he tried to help his brother out. His brother just shot him out, and I remember Charlie telling me that that was the night he got lost. All right, that's it. After tonight, we cancel the rest of the tour. What? We walk away. Are you off your head? We're walking away, like we said we would if things walk got- away and go where. yourself with this junk. You're destroying drive shaft. I am drive shaft. No one even knows who the sodding bass player is. This is it, Charlie. End of the rainbow. You really think you could walk away? Then what, eh? Face it, if you're not in this band, what the bloody hell use are you? Liam. Liam said that to me a lot. But... After that, of course, Charlie kind of went downhill, you know. And 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 oh, it, yeah, well, Liam was completely wrong. Absolutely, not just to say it, but um, he may have been the face of Drive Shaft, but uh, Charlie was the writer. I mean, he made the music. He did. Liam was nothing without Charlie. He he was only concerned the for himself. Just didn't let him see that. Right. Absolutely. But I didn't meet Charlie till much later. Right. When when did you meet Charlie? I don't know. Was it on the island? Must have been. It must have been. Because I, I remember, that's when you and I first met, is on the island. 
So um, anyway, I I'll tell you, it, it got really bad. The worst moment. I mean, now of course, if it as if it wasn't bad enough already, it was when Le- Charlie told me about Liam selling the piano. That was oh, that was a horrible day. Liam, my piano. What's what's going on? Liam, where's my piano? I sold it. You what? Hey, wait. I don't have to give up for me. Where's the money? Is that what you're sodding up? I'm clean. I haven't used it in two days. Two days? Well, happy anniversary. Well, how long have you been clean? Where's the money? She was going to leave me. Happy bloody anniversary. Charlie, she was going to take <laughs> Megan. What did you do, Liam? Karen's got an uncle in Australia. He's going to get me a job. There's a rehab clinic in Sydney. I just needed the money to get us there. I have to do this. I have to take care of myself. For them. For my family. I'm your family? Wait. You just wait. I can't, Charlie. What about the band? What about the song? Try to understand. I have to go. I have to. Look, I'll give you a call when things settle down for me. For you? What about me? What about my family? What about my family? Yeah, and and you know it never got any better. And and I think the real turning point was when he went to go visit Liam and, and his family, and Liam's all doing well and fine and good and on his high horse. And and it, it just pains me to remember this. Charlie, what are you doing here? Well, I can't pay his big brother a visit once in a while. Of course you can. What didn't you call, you lunatic? What are you doing in Sydney? It's all lined up, Liam. Eight weeks on tour opening for some band called Miko. First gigs in Los Angeles. L.A., Liam. This is a chance to get back on a label. A real one. This is our comeback. Charlie, I don't want to come back. Yeah, right. Well, here's the thing. They won't book Driveshaft without you. So I'm asking, as a brother, the way you asked me. You were with me the night I missed Megan's birth. You were the one I was stumbling around Dresden with trying to find a sodding fix. Oh, man, you're still using, aren't you? Oh, don't change the subject. That's why you haven't been returning my calls. Look, you're going to go and you get help, man. I lost your sodding You're number, still okay? a junkie. You did this to me. It was about the music. Music, Liam. You took that away from me. Listen. Why don't you stay with us for a few weeks? Karen and me, we can get you help. Sydney's got some really good programs to get. Don't go. Thanks for your help, brother. Stay, please. I'm just looking out for you. You never looked out for me. I have a plane to catch. Yeah, and it all went 
I mean, after that, it it just really broke Charlie's heart. I mean, he was like without he was like without family. I mean, he really felt alone in life. And I never thought that Charlie would be the. I mean, I knew that he got into the drugs, but I never thought he would go so low as to steal something from someone. And that's how the whole relationship with what's her name began. And and oh, I it it oh yeah. Now, Lucy, I know it's our first date, and you need to appear demure. Lucy, but that if you want to invite me back for sex, don't say tea. <laughs> say sex. Do you want tea or not? I'd love some. Brilliant. So where is the old man? I don't know. I think he's buying some paper company up in Slough. Oh, yeah. You two get on. That's quite cool, actually. He was rather proud when I told him I was going on a date with a bona fide rock star. It was Winston Churchill's. Dad collects all sorts of rubbish from the great leaders of the empire. Hey, you should meet him. Winston? No, thanks. I heard he's quite moldy. My father. (laughs) He's coming back tomorrow. You should come round for dinner. I'd love to. Yeah, I, I, he was only interested in one thing, and and he when he stole that item, I, I tried to tell him. I said Charlie, and, and he and but I really believe he loved Lucy. I really something. I don't know. Not that he really loved her, but he. I think he just wanted somebody. To he wanted to be who he was when he was with her. Yes, exactly. But of course, there was nothing he could do when she found out. Lucy. Made a mistake. You made a mistake. My father's sales manager comes here to my house to return a cigarette case that the EMTs pulled from your suit pocket at the bloody hospital, and it still smells of your sick. Oh, you meant to, Charlie. You meant to from the start. You're a liar. I believed you, and you lied. I thought you wanted to. You said. You selfish bastard! Lucy, if I can just explain... Just tell me one thing, and don't you dare lie to me. I get why you pretended to like me. I understand why you stole. Because you're a junkie. But I don't understand why you took the job. Why did you take the job, Charlie? I guess I I wanted to be respectable. I wanted you to think that I could take care of you. You'll never take care of anyone. So... Anyway, um, that that that's pretty much like. I mean, that's all I can really remember of Charlie before before we went to Australia, and then when we were flying back on the plane, you and I together. You know, Stephanie. I had met Stephanie in Australia, and uh, we were hanging out with Chrissy. In fact, um, and uh, <laughs> did you remember that? You remember? Tr- well, you had a too many to drink that night, so I don't know. If yeah, I do that so often. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, let's see here. It was all those strawberry daiquiris. Oh wait, no, that was Mexico. 
I get it all confused As, ever since we've been back from the island. But uh, you know, I'm you know almost yeah. Anyway, let, let's not go there because I don't. I mean, this is all about Charlie. I don't want to think about Nike and Apollo Bar. So uh, and and the fact that they got their shot on camera rather than us. You know, we had to play. I mean, you can hardly even see us in any screen capture of any episode of Lost Such So Far. Life. But uh, who knows? Maybe maybe on the DVD extended version, we might be there. Damn you know, because I'm really the one who flushed the toilet. I'm serious. I, I am the one who flushed the toilet. And You're Paulo, making my head hurt. Paulo comes out and says, toilet still works. That's because I flushed it. Oh, <sighs> anyway, okay. back to Charlie. So, Stephanie, let me ask you. Who was it, do you think, first knew about uh, Charlie's drug habit? Locke. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, why do you think it was you? Well, I, you you and Charlie just seem to be. Well, Locke came to me. Are for you sure Locke. you're not just like his conscience or something? Because <laughs> you've been with him through every step of his life. I was. Well, he. So he and how I were, did you make it out of the, out of the, um, Looking Glass, and he didn't? Well, I wasn't in the Looking Glass. Are you sure? Because you've been with him through every other step. Well, I, up until the point where you and I hooked up, and and you kind of kept me away from Charlie. For a while. That's because I didn't like him. Yeah. I, you didn't. You, I, I very much remember this. And everybody that listens to our podcast knows. knows. That you were never on the island? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Gentry is, uh, is, is actually trying to say that I am Charlie's Dave. Ah. You know? It, but I am real. I am real. He's, he's imaginary. See? I pinched you. And see, you felt it. So I could be your Dave. That could have been Dave. in my imagination. I'm your Dave. So uh, where was where are we going? Oh, so Char- Charlie and Locke, yeah, Locke and they had it out, didn't they? Once and or twice. and you know Locke was, you know, I I honestly believe that Locke really had Charlie's best interest at heart, ninety eight percent of the time. Mm. What do you think? I don't like Locke either. You don't? I mean, why not? I just think that he has himself so much higher than than everyone else. He. He thinks that he's better than others, and um, that kind of gets on my nerves. But don't you really don't kinda you don't you agree that it was on my nerves? It was really Locke though that helped him. I think in the end he helped him, but he did it more of a high and mighty reason than an actual helping another human. Right. I remember he he kind of gave him three tries or something. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what I said? I want my drugs back. I need him. Yet you gave him to me. Hmm. And I bloody well regret it. I'm sick, man. Can't you see that? I think you're a lot stronger than you know, Charlie. And I'm going to prove it to you. I'll let you ask me for your drugs three times. The third time, I'm going to give them to you. Now, just so we're clear, this is one. Why? Why? Why are you doing this? To torture me? Just get rid of him and have done with it. If I did that, you wouldn't have a choice, Charlie. And having choices, making decisions based on more than instinct is the only thing that separates you from him. (laughs) You know, these audio clips, I I just want to take a break here for just a moment. And uh, there's somebody in the chat room at TalkShoe.com. His name is Kevin Preston, and uh, he's in the chat room under Preston K., and uh, I would like everybody to please uh, give Kevin 
a round of applause. We have somewhat... If I, I wasn't so comfortable, I would stand. Uh, we have about 40 audio clips of Charlie's life here queued up in front of us. And uh, it is Kevin Preston who is the one who put all these together for us and zipped them up in a zip file. And he's also the one who, <laughs> after every episode... Uh, I mean, he he just goes and strips all the best clips out of the show and and sends them over I to us for our weekend show. Break. Yes, he is. So uh, everybody in the chat room, that right there, Kevin Preston, he is definitely Kevin. the guy behind the Lost Podcast as far as contributor for audio clips. Thank you very much, Kevin. So uh, let's let's go back on uh, here with. Uh, um, Oh, I I know. The second time, so Charlie Charlie asked back. He did ask Locke for his drugs back a couple times, and because he was really, I mean, he's definitely his withdrawal symptoms are really bad. I mean, Charlie was. I, I, no wonder you didn't like him. I, I mean, didn't. He had a bad attitude. He was really nasty with everybody, except for Claire. But we'll go. We'll talk about that in just a minute. You didn't come here to tell me about Jack, did you? Oh, my stash, Locke. Stand feeling like this. Come here. Let me show you something. What do you suppose is in the cocoon, Charlie? I don't know. A, a, a butterfly, I guess? No, it's much more beautiful than that. That's a moth cocoon. It's ironic. Butterflies get all the attention, but moths, they spin silk. They're stronger, they're faster. That's wonderful, but you see this little hole? This moth's just about to emerge. It's in there right now, struggling. It's digging its way through the thick hide of the cocoon. Now, I could help it. Take my knife, gently widen the opening, and the moth would be free. But it would be too weak to survive. The struggle is nature's way of strengthening it. Now, this is the second time you've asked me for your drugs back. Ask me again, and it's yours. So, I mean, the moth, I mean, it, that was, it was, that had some somewhat significance it, it really for Charlie, did. didn't it? And, um, and I think that he learned something because didn't he remember that when he and Jack got stuck in the cave? Oh, the cave. The cave. I I vaguely remember what happened there. Um, didn't he cause the cave in? Pretty much. I mean, wasn't his? It was. I mean, yes, I remember that. He screamed, "I'm a bloody rock god!" You know, a lot of people look up to me. They respect me, and you, Charlie. you just treat me like I'm some bloody child, like I'm some useless joke. What are you talking about? Charlie's not good enough to do this. Charlie's just in the Let's way. Sit down. Put Let Charlie onto that. You, oh, you're gonna look out for me, yeah? We'll look out for each other. That's how Charlie, it is. Just calm I'm down. All right, you're not yourself, right? You now. don't know me. I'm a bloody rock god. Oh no. You know, I, I honestly believe God caused that collapse. You know, because if it weren't for God, he would not have the talents that he had. He's a bloody rock god. He, he was definitely a bloody rock god at that time. <laughs> he was a rock god and he happened to be a little bloody. So, uh, anyway, um, they were, let's see, what was it? It was. So Jacket's caught in the cave. Yes. And no one can get him out. Right. And then Jack. 
Jack is the next one I think kind of figured out things, you know. He, oh, Jack, that about Charlie's addiction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he probably has known for a while. Yeah, I think so. As a doctor, he's he kind of been watching to the right. Yeah. How long's it been, Charlie? I don't know what you're going on about. How long since your last fix? Almost a day and a half. How's the withdrawal treating you? Any hallucinations? Apart from the conversation I had with you about an hour ago in the jungle? No, not really. I remember him telling me about Why that. Why didn't he say anything? Hey, Dave. I could have helped you through this. Yeah. He's thinking I'm useless and a junkie to boot. Useless? You're not useless. That took a lot of guts getting in here and trying to rescue me. Won't forget that. For the rest of our lives? We're using our oxygen in here. That won't be too long. You know, um, it was really, though, I mean, obviously, Charlie's been confronted by Locke now, and Charlie is being confronted by by Jack. And I really believe in, in my heart that Charlie's never forgotten that faith that he had as a child. No, it's just been suppressed by the drugs. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think now that he's coming off of that, he's... There was a turning point in his life inside that cave. This place reminds me of confession. This little claustrophobic booth. I wouldn't have taken you for a religious man. I used to be. Hey, you want to hear my confession? <laughs> Might take a while. <laughs> hey, I'm no saint either. <laughs> What's wrong? A moth. A what? Right behind you. Look, there's a, there's a bloody moth in here. All right. So, of course, we know that Charlie used the the idea of the moth and and what Locke had shared with him, and he he basically saved the day. <laughs> Are you sure? Careful. How'd you get out, Charlie? Well, Charlie <laughs> found a way out. Dude, you rock. <laughs> So, uh, but Charlie, he seemed to be doing pretty good, I mean, after that, wouldn't you say? Yeah. He he asked for his drugs back the third time and threw them in the fire, so I think that he was yeah, that, committing himself to be clean at that point. Absolutely. there. I think I think that was after Claire, though, uh, that, that that happened. But I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I thought it was after the cave. Was it just after? You know what? I think you may be right. It was just after the cave. Charlie, Charlie's life kind of seemed like it was all together, though. Yeah. You know, everything was just working out for Charlie. He just needed a lady. He, yeah, he did. And, and you know, Charlie was never really good with the ladies. He, he kind of had some relationship issues. And, uh, I re- oh, do you remember when he started to fall for Shannon? And he kind of like, man, she's hot. I, of course, that's what he told me. And I told I think, him, yeah, he, he was actually talking about you. And I'm like, dude, that's my wife. And he's like, yeah, because we got married on the island because we just met. Yes, exactly. I remember that. <laughs> Get your story straight. Anyway, um, so Cliff's <laughs> fan fiction. Hey, now, leave me alone. All right. So, of course, Shan he he tr- he tried to make a hit on Shannon, and Shannon was only using him. There you are. As promised, you and I will be dining on fresh catch of the day. Oh, I, I hope you don't mind our fresco. Yeah, it's no problem. 
Now, that one actually gave me a hell of a tussle, but you have to get inside the mind of the fish, you know? I, I got I it in the shallows, I, I cornered it. Oh, what's the matter? Can't stand to see me fending for myself? I'm so sorry about this, well, seriously. No, it's okay. Are you apologizing to For you, for using this poor guy like you use everyone else. Oh, whatever. Somewhere in your twisted little brain, you think this proves that you can take care of yourself. I told you I'd catch a fish, didn't I? That's low, Shan, even for you. Oh, go rescue a baby bird or something. <laughs> Go rescue a baby bird or something. She was such a snot. She was. She was. You know, I didn't. Uh, but but this isn't about her. This isn't about Shannon. We're not going to memorialize her again. Oh my gosh, Saeed just would not stop crying. I mean, what a baby. Anyway, I don't really see him as the crying type. Yeah. Now the story of Charlie and Claire. Oh, that what a touching story. You know, it, it 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 that that is really one of. The, I mean, of course, they had their tough times. Mm-hmm. You know, but but how they met. I mean, it was it, it, talk about you know one liner. You know, and and, and, <laughs> and pick up line. Oh man, Charlie was. I mean, I guess it was really a stroke of brilliance. It must have been in the stars for him because he had never been really good at these you know pick up lines, but he really pulled one off on Claire. Hiya. Do you want a blanket? Oh, thanks. I got one. Were you warming for two? Take mine. Thank you. <sighs> so, first plane crash. What gave it away? I can always spot the newbies. I gave him that line. We're going to be okay, you know. Are we? We're alive. We're on a beautiful island. We sleep under the stars, and before you know it, the helicopters will come and take us all home. You really think they'll find us? Oh, yeah, why wouldn't they? Thanks. I'm Charlie. I'm Claire. Nice to meet you, Charlie. It's nice to meet you. So, what was your favorite Charlie Claire moment, Stephanie? Um, honestly, my favorite um, Charlie Claire moment was the peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, it's my all-time favorite. When you saw that take place, what what went through your mind? Um. What did you think about Charlie? Because at that time, you still didn't like Charlie, right? I still didn't like Charlie. I think that that was a turning point for me and Charlie, and that he was really doing something um, for someone, completely for someone else, without any thought of what he was going to get out of it. Right. And I really think that was the first um, unselfish act that he had done in a very long time. Yeah. This and, And anything, if anything, I think this was the first time... We got to see the real Charlie once again. Absolutely. You know, he kind of came out of his cocoon and and really flew like a, a beautiful moth would. <laughs> Toffee and cream. Mm. Is food the only thing that you miss? You're pregnant. I mean, do you not crave anything? Pickles, fried ice cream, chocolate? Peanut butter. I'm the only Australian who loves peanut butter. I can get you peanut butter. Yeah, sure you can. Yes, I can. And when I get you peanut butter, you have to vacate this sandy shore of depression and move to the caves. 
Deal? Deal. What are you doing? Packing your stuff. You're moving to the caves. You didn't. Peanut that, butter? That's mean. No way! Just like you ordered. Oh, there is one thing. It's extra smooth. That's okay. <laughs> it's empty. What? No. No, no it's not. It's full. Full to the brim. With... Stick to the roof of your mouth. Oh, God, makes you want a glass of milk. Extra smooth. <laughs> it's the best bloody peanut butter I've ever tasted. You know, he he kind of, he got that, I gave him the tr- the peanut butter, I don't know if you know that. And uh, I, I was hungry and all, but it kept sticking to the roof of my mouth. And ugh, it was horrible. But uh, they seemed to like it. You do know the jar was empty, right? <laughs> Which well, that's because I ate it very, all. It's a very sweet concept and all. Yeah, I, it really was my favorite Charlie and Claire moment. But I have to remember that, that the first time I saw that before I thought about how sweet it really was, is that it's a very cruel trick to play on a pregnant woman mm-hmm. to pretend to have the food that they're craving the most. Yeah, you know. Having been pregnant before, I probably would have been quite cranky at that moment. Yeah. He he pulled yeah. it off well, though. He did. He did. Um, and then, of course, there there were some issues between Charlie and Claire. And uh, it, it got a little rocky there for a while. And Charlie's just really trying to hit home and say, you know, listen, I'm here for you. It's just... Think about you. In this place. How hard it must be for you without your family and your friends. And I think we could be friends. I could be your friend. We don't have to do each other's hair or anything. I, I just mean that, you know, if, if you needed someone to talk to about anything, I'm here. He was there. He was. He was there. For, remember, he was. I forgot about a lot of his quick wittedness. Yeah. You know, we don't have to do each other's hair or anything. I mean, that was cute. <laughs> Charlie was. was he cute. was good at the one liners. I was. mean, he really good. What are you going to do? Beat me with your Jesus dick? <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, man. Ah. Oh. This is bringing back so many Stop memories. It. Anyway, I remember. Oh. I, do you remember he, when he kind of let it slip that he was a drug that he was a drug user, that he was a cover, recovering addict, and and I, I'll never forget. I, I'll always remember this as the one sugar plum fairy line. Please let me carry your bag. I'm fine. I know you're fine, but I can still carry your bag. Why did you come after me? Well, it's probably because I like you. What? You don't like me, Charlie. Okay. You just want to rescue me because I'm. Because of this. But I'm fine, okay? I don't need rescuing. I don't need... Whoa, Claire. <gasps> what is it? What? Claire, what? What is it? <sighs> is that another one? Yeah. Okay, we need to time the contractions. That's what you do. Time the contractions, okay? <sighs> one sugar plum fairy. Two Charlie! Sugar plum fairy. You just need to calm down, all right? Big deep breaths. 
Oh, bloody hell. Charlie, I need you to go get Jack. What? I'll be all right. I'm not leaving you alone. Charlie, I, can, I can deliver a baby. Go. I can do this. This must happen Charlie, all the time. you don't know how to Wait, deliver... no, listen to me. I'm not let anything happen to you. I might not know what I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. If I can kick drugs, I can deliver a baby. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. I'm a drug addict. I, I was a drug addict. I, I'm clean now. Get Jack! <laughs> okay, and... Oh. Sugar plum. I'll tell you, now this is where we took Why do a, all men freak out at the thought of a woman giving birth? I, dude, I, I, I'm not even going to go there. You know, I just... I have... I, I would not begin to get... Poor Claire an at that moment. Because emails. here she is, in the middle of the jungle, no less, about to give birth to a baby she never wanted. Right. And, I mean... Obviously now has to take care of and falls in love with and and that's all great but she's got this former drug addict freaking out going oh I can deliver your baby I mean talking about sugar plum fairies seriously <laughs> one sugar plum fairy two <laughs> <What>? sugar <laughs> I, I love Charlie and all now but what must have been going through Claire's mind at that moment yeah well. Get Jack, I think that's it. Get Jack, exactly. That's what's going through her mind. But they didn't get Jack. Instead, they got Ethan. And yeah. that was not good. And, uh, of course, we know what happened between, you know, Charlie went to go get Jack, and and, there, and Ethan comes up and says, what's going on? And, of course, he goes back to pretend to help. And, of course, he strung Charlie, left Charlie to hang in a tree and he went and got Claire and took her away and then he did all those horrible things and gave her all those drugs that made her forget everything and of course she comes back and and of course you know Charlie and Claire not in that particular order yeah well you know my (laughs) details Stephanie you could probably be better at telling the details I I just kind of prepare for the the little memorial service here and you know I, I, I did my best so, anyway, it, you know, um, Claire comes back, and he tries to play off the fact that he and Claire weren't really having problems beforehand. And so here's what happened. When he, Ethan, when he took you away, he took me too. The others came after us. They got me back. But you, you were gone. Who is he, Ethan? Ethan... Ethan's the bad guy. So, we were together when... Why did he leave you? Why don't we leave that lovely story for the morning? You've had enough for one day. I won't be sleeping. Oh. Lucky for me. Not much of a sleeper myself. Finally, I'll have someone to stay up with. We're we're friends. Oh, yeah. Things were just peachy. Yeah. Yeah, we're friends. They were. They were. They were friends. You had some pretty big disagreements there for a little bit. But then she remembered. I don't think they were. She was having contractions. I'd... No, before that, she was like, you know, you only want to rescue me, and I don't want you to. I mean, they were having a little argument, a little tiff before she even went into labor. All right. 
Yeah. And then, of course, the drug addict thing. And she had completely forgot that, but her memory started coming back. I remember peanut butter. Why do I remember peanut butter? It was imaginary peanut butter, actually. I don't know what happened to me. I'm scared. I want to trust you. And Charlie thought everything was all good. But Ethan came back. Charlie, I want her back. What? I I want you to bring her back. What did you do to her? What did you do? You bring her here. If you don't, I'm going to kill one of them. And then if you don't bring her back before sundown tomorrow, I'll kill another. And another. And another. One every day. And Charlie, I'll kill you last. Ethan was not a good guy. At all. No. And so, of course... That was when, you know, they tried to do all kinds of mean and nasty things. That's when we first learned about Scott and Steve. Even Scott and Steve got a little time on the Were screen. Were they not the first, um, was that not the first survivor that was killed? Um, was when Ethan started killing people? I know, because I think that, I don't know. And then, of course, it depends on if you think about what happened with the f- folks that crashed in the tail section end, too, because some people got killed, like, the first two nights or something. Remember? Echo killed ki- or taken? Well, Echo killed some folks. Oh, well, he, he killed, killed others. He killed others. I don't know. You're you're asking me things I didn't put in my show notes. But you're allowed to do that. Okay. I apologize. I don't have your anyway. answer. Was it Scott or Steve? I don't know. I don't remember. We don't talk to Scott or Steve very much anymore, do we? <laughs> at all. Um, at all, in fact. Um, where are we? Do you have any idea? So uh, we. So talk- then um, they come up with a plan to use Clara's bait. Oh, and Charlie was so upset. He was not happy. Are you insane? It's the best chance we have, Charlie. No bloody way! If we want to capture Ethan, we have to ensnare him. And the only way to do that is by giving him what he wants. You have no idea what you're talking about. This guy, he will kill all of you. You, you can't protect yourself. Charlie, I, I can talk for myself. Claire. Good woman. They want to use you as bait. I don't remember Ethan. I don't remember what he did to me. But if I can help stop him from hurting anyone else, I have to do that. I'm coming with you. You said there were four guns. Never fire a weapon, Charlie. Yes, yeah, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was loud. It was loud. <laughs> wow, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but yeah, he he, he... he didn't waste any time. He learned how to fire a gun real quick. Of course, I mean, with what Ethan said to him, do you blame him? No. I mean, I almost... I, I almost believe... Of course, I'm not for murder at all. You know, I you know, mean being not for murder. But, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, but I in would, television. But if, but if it was just television, he did deserve to die. Why did you do it, Charlie? Because he deserved to die. He could have told us where he came from. What he wanted with Claire, why he even... You ever think he would have told us anything, Jack? I wasn't going to let that animal anywhere near her again. Ever. I mean, think about it. The guy left Charlie hanging for dead. And he he took Claire, the woman of his dreams, you know, the woman he loved... And I believe he did love her at that point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, he threatened to kill everyone. And not to mention, gave him a sore throat when he squeezed his neck like that. And so, again, Charlie's like, listen, well, I'd do it again. I'm sure it was very... Brought back memories of hanging from the tree. Oh, yeah. You, you know, cutting off his... Yeah, absolutely. You killed a man. A man who killed one of us. Who kidnapped Claire. Who strung me up and left me for dead? He deserved to die. I'd do it again in a minute. Pardon me if I'm fresh out of bad feeling. So, anyway, <laughs> then Claire finally—I think this is Claire kind of warms up to air, to um to, to to Charlie, the the guy we're memorializing that I shouldn't forget his name. Probably not. And uh, he, she says, "Please get Aaron back." I'm coming with you. It's not a good idea, Claire. Baby, okay? I let her take him. Don't tell me what to do, okay? Calm down. I am gonna come with you. This is my fault, and I'm coming. I can't stop me. I'm Get him back, Charlie. Get Aaron back. Aaron? And so he goes, but on the way, temptation raised its ugly head. Is this where Boone fell? The plane was up there. Where did it come from? Based on the maps inside Nigeria. Anyone on board? Two men dressed as priests. Priests? Drug runners in disguise. The plane was loaded with heroin. Of course, then later Mr. Echo comes and says, where are the statues? And she's like, what? And then she approaches Charlie, and Charlie, of course, this is the time when he had some real issues of lying. And this is where you and I both thought he was using again. The plane was loaded with heroin. He said he found it in the jungle. Where in the jungle? It's just a statue. Just a statue. Where is Charlie? What's this? Because this was in your little statue. I didn't know. I Look, didn't know. Look, if it's sealed up inside a statue, how would I know? You lied to me, Charlie. Sorry. Look, I, I can't have you around my baby, okay? Claire, I don't... Want... Charlie, I don't want you sleeping anywhere near us, okay? Charlie felt really bad. 
and he, he we're kind of just going through this really good because we're running out of time. I know. So Charlie felt really bad, and he's and he said, "I should have told you." Has he been asking about me? Charlie, don't. I'm sorry. I should have told you about the statue and what was in it. I just wish things could get back to the way they were before. There is no before, Charlie. We were strangers on a plane and we became friends. Now, Locke's your friend, huh? Please, Charlie. Just for now, give me some space, okay? You know, he really was trying, and, and looking back, I mean... I didn't... I don't remember thinking that he was using it at this point. Really? Yeah. I do. I mean... Or maybe my timeline's mixed up. Well, it, it, it everything got kind of jumbled, you know, with everybody getting killed all the time and stuff. Drug off by that stupid smoke monster and everything. But anyway, there were a lot of people thought Charlie was using... Because, I mean, don't, here, I mean, everybody was confronting him. Hey, John, told you for a second? Yeah, what is it, Charlie? I take it you heard about what happened last night. If you mean you taking the baby out of Claire's tent in the middle of the night. Yeah, I heard. This whole thing was a big misunderstanding, John. I was sleepwalking. I don't know how or, or why. Something you want from me, Charlie? I was hoping you could speak to Claire for me. You know, put in a good word. Are you using? What? Heroin, are you using again? Kate sees a horse, <laughs> nothing. Pretty much everybody's seen Walt wandering around the jungle, but when it's Charlie, <laughs> it must be the bloody drugs, right? It's funny you didn't answer the question. You remember the plane, John? We burned it. Echo and me. We burned the whole thing. The heroin, the statues, it's all gone. Liar. Destroyed. That's when he lied. I he didn't lie. And that's Ooh. why we didn't like him. But I didn't think he was using again. We, I did. I, well, you know what? We really were up in the air. We couldn't really tell. But, and we were like, we're so hoping he didn't. Because we, we had already started to like him then. Mm-hmm. It's like, I really hope. But they show, you know, he would always go around wearing that dark hood. You know? And, and, and of course, then Locke found he out. Just, he just had this dream of always being in Star Wars. You know, I think you're right. Deep-seated dream. Yeah. Almost as if he wanted to be a hobbit one day or something. <laughs> you know, Charlie. So anyway, uh, Locke, of course, found the found the uh, the statues and Charlie and confronted him on it again. I'm disappointed in you, Charlie. You followed me? How long have you been coming out here? John, you got the wrong idea, man. You said you destroyed them all, and yet here they are. How is that the wrong idea? I came out here to finish the job. I'm going to get rid of these right now. Yeah, that's very convenient now that I found them. What are you doing? There was a time when I let you choose whether or not you were going to do this to yourself. Now I'm making that choice for you. Oh, you don't believe me? Give them to me. Give them to me right now. I'll destroy them. Look. I'll throw him in the sudden wind. Look, John, I know I lied, all right? Just wait, wait, wait. Remember all those talks we had? You and me? He said, 
Everything happens for a reason. This island tests us. That's what this is, John. A test. This is my test. That's why these are here. These are here because you put them here, Charlie. Look, wait. John, wait. What are you going to do? You're going to tell Claire? You can't. If she sees then, I'm done. She'll never trust me again, and she has to, John. It's about the baby. All right? Aaron's in danger. You have to believe me. You've given up the right to be believed, Charlie. You know, the worst thing that ever happened, I think, on the island with Charlie was when he did what he did with Son. Yes, he he was very wrong there. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. He was very wrong. He, he was, but um, but I understand why he did it. Why did he do it? What do you? Because I forget. Why did he do it? He did it to get back at John. Oh, because yeah, that's right. And the sucker punch on the beach was a little uncalled for. Um, I don't think John ever had the right to make that decision for Charlie. Right. I think that Char- that decision was always Charlie's to make. Yeah. And, you know, was it stupid to keep a tree full of, you know, heroin? Probably. But is there some, is there some ounce of um, wisdom in confronting your temptation? Maybe. Right. You know, I just, that was never... That was never John's decision to make. And so when Claire turned on him and John turned... And everyone pretty much turned their back on him. Except the only other one person who everyone turned their back on being Sawyer. Um, Rightfully so. Rightfully so. But when Sawyer comes to him with a proposition, he took it. Right. Because he had no other allies. Right. And so, of course, he did the unthinkable, and he arranged for Sun to be beat over the back of the head and dragged into the jungle, yeah. so that Sawyer could help, or so that he could help Sawyer find out where the guns are, just to get back at John. But he, the one thing is, is that there were two things that happened in Charlie's life that just remind me of 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 just you know the the power of God in his life. One is that. He finally chucked that last Virgin Mary out to sea. Yes. That, to me, spoke volumes. But but nothing was greater. I mean, obviously, we know about the great sacrifice, and we'll talk about the great sacrifice that he made. But the sacrifice he made in the looking glass is, is very, in my mind, as great as it was, is shallow in comparison to... To when he actually went to Sun and told her what happened. Even, Absolutely. That and, took great courage. I mean, Sawyer was even going to come clean and 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 say he did it. But no, Charlie owned up to it. And this, to me, spoke volumes of his faith in God. Son? It was me. What? It was me who took you. Not the others. It wasn't myself. After luck hit me, he humiliated me. Sawyer told me I could get even by helping him steal the guns. We just made it look like the others. 
didn't mean to hurt you. The, the thing is, is we can remember a lot of things about Charlie. We can think about all the, all the bad decisions he made, the struggles he had with his addictions. Uh, we can think about just how he struggled for significance in his life, you know, and always wanting to be there to help somebody. If, if that does anything, it should make you realize how much like Charlie we all are. Right. You know, he, he was only human. Yes. And... You, you can't you can't uh, measure a man by his lack of courage or his it's, it's not coming out right anyway go ahead it, finish it, your thought it's the, really the only thing I was gonna say is is that if if we are to remember Charlie for anything it's the integrity to stand absolutely. up and say when I was wrong absolutely you know it's one thing I mean we all do things wrong. We can all be judged by what we do wrong. It's what we do in response to 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 those things. And the thing is, is, is that Charlie wasn't found out. He came forward on his own. And it, I tell you, if 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 there was any moment in Charlie's life that really touched me, it was that very moment. We're we're gonna wrap things up here in the memorial service. It, it's been a very emotional evening. For us, tears were shed early on, and uh, and so uh, one of the things that I, I just want to talk about is is that Charlie's childhood seemed to be like a prophetic voice into what was going to happen about the sacrifice that must be made. Do you remember there was the time when um, Charlie's mom bought him the piano? And Charlie thought, you know, the piano, the music was this whole thing that was going to save us all, to get us all out of here. But it was something else. And here's what his mom said. Where are my presents? Right over here, Charlie. Yes, Charlie. Father Christmas must have known how talented you are. <clears throat> you're special, love. Someday you're going to get us out to here, all of us. Now. Go on. Play us a tune. So someday you're going to get us all out of here. And, it, and, and really, I mean, that was what it was all about. But his mom was wrong. It wasn't the music. His dad. If it wasn't for... Now, we all think about Charlie's dad, about being a butcher, and and how sometimes he is kind of hard on Charlie. But his dad, it was a combination of his mom saying, hey, one day you're going to get us all out of here. It's really Charlie and and that encouragement that really got us all off the island, right? But if it wasn't for his dad teaching him how to swim, we wouldn't have ever had the ability... For him to go down to the looking glass. And I'm going to close this out, Stephanie. This is going to be the very last clip. We're just going to go ahead and close out on this very positive note. And say thank you all for attending the Charlie Pace Memorial Service. Um, it's been And it's been a blast to sit down and think about Charlie's life. And I think that there's nothing better to do than to think about 
probably the most important time in Charlie's boyhood life, and that's when his father saved all of our lives by teaching him how to swim. Come on, Charlie. Jump in. I'm going to catch you, boy. No, she's just going to back away. Don't be daft. Jump in. No. I promise, Charlie, I'm going to catch you. No, he won't. Zip it, you. Don't listen to your brother. Just jump on in. There's nothing to be afraid of, Charlie. I'll catch you. I promise. I did it! <laughs> You've got it! Did it! You're swimming, Charlie! You're swimming! Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. Uh, my name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I just can't do that. <laughs> what do you that, that, That's very funny to me. This is a very solemn occasion. That, that's very funny to me. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And uh, we've already been interrupted in our... Oh, sweet. You changed the language. <laughs> <laughs> our daughter Megan just entered the uh, uh... the the funeral home here. Idea how to fix that, Megan. Uh, let's take a look and see here. And why did you change the language? Th- this is a wonderful way to start our <laughs> weekly lost podcast. Uh, um, well, first of all, you have to go up to the uh, so for Spanish. What is the menu? I, I think it's a justes, a juste. Uh, and uh, I don't know which one would be language. Uh, fe fecha ahora. <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> all right. I, I honestly, I think we're gonna have to restart this podcast. Yeah, we're, we'll stop this one. Hold on. Weekly Lost Podcast episode. <laughs> this program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. your own internet talk show check it out at talkshoe.com